I lost my license for a while. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait, what, really? <laughs> yeah, you they took story? it away? <laughs> Tell some Emkul stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics with your two favorite people in the entire world. I am M. Cole, here with my bestest friend in the entire world, Mr. Skanky. How are you doing this week, Skanky? I'm doing great. It feels like I just talked to you. Oh, I like me? We get, I don't know, man. It's we get weird. We get to talk so much these days. It's, uh, Ugh, it's just it, great. It is. It is great. It is great. I, I look forward to talking to you every week. It's, uh, it's a nice recap of all the... The various things I've missed in our lives, you know, it's it's really, you know, it's a mainstay. We never miss a podcast. No, no. Right. We've never never missed uh, in our 75 episode streak. Yeah. Um, We've never been late on a podcast. No, no. Um, Always comes out Monday morning. Yeah. You know, Um, it's a it's I'm I'm a little bit spoiled and the listeners, they, they should be. Um, and if they aren't, they, they're allowed, they're allowed to be their free reign to be jealous. But, uh, I get, I get a little pre-show warm up where I get to ask Skinky very personal details about his life and what's going on. So I was, <laughs> I always get a little bit of an update that, uh, other people don't get. So I, it's like, it's a nice little checking in type thing. It's like, yeah, but, the pre-podcast. You know. The pre-podcast, the pre-podcast. Every once in a while, I will say, whenever we're, I always feel like I should just start recording, like, while we just chat, and then that way, if we ever want to be like, that would be a cool thing, we could, like, throw that in as, like, an anniversary episode of, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's what you missed before, Shenantics. The outtakes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. The behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, like, what was it, like, uh, four or five weeks ago, they would have, they would have, that would have been pure gold where I was just like, so I got this bunion on my right foot. You're just like, you're like, ah, I've had one of those. They're a bitch, aren't they? Like, yeah, that was a fun conversation was, about your bunion. Yeah, it was. You even was named him Charlie. Like, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean. You get that taken care of, by the way? No, Charlie's still here. Charlie's okay. still He's getting, he's, he's getting fierce. He's, he's a happy fighting guy. back. He's fighting back. So He's uh, fighting back. <laughs> yes. It's a... Uh, He's yeah. Well, let's not talk about him too much. I don't want him to want him yeah, to know he, that we don't pop out. He's gonna get a little angry. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Uncle, can I ask bit... you a personal question on this podcast? Of course. I. I that's all I answer. Our personal questions. Have you ever been pulled over before? Yes. I, I lost. How my many license. times? I lost my license for a while. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wait. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. You they took it away. They, t- they took it away. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's go yes, tell someone to hear the story. <laughs> tell some Emkul stories. Um, so when I first got my license, I was I was a I was a complete shithead. Um, <laughs> I really was. I was a terrible person. Um, I partly blame it on my parents. <laughs> of course. Okay, go for because it. Because my mom and my dad both sped. Like they both were. They both would speed to get to places because they were in a hurry, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I knew I wasn't supposed to, but I I also kind of had that mentality as that you do as of te- as a teenager. We're like, no, I'm good enough at this that I can do it too. Um, I won't die. Exactly, I won't die. I'll be great. Um, and so I I would I would speed a good amount, and I got pulled over like when I was sixteen. I think. 16 and 17, maybe it probably was like the first, I think it was like the first maybe 10 months I was um, driving. I got two speeding tickets. Um, wow. Okay. And I also got off the hook for like one or two um, speeding tickets or like just go home. I was like, all right, great. Um, and so I got two speeding tickets. And at least in Illinois, I don't know what the policy is in other places, is that you're allowed to take... Um, driving courses where it pulls it off your record. If you take the safe driving course, then you it doesn't show up as you haven't gotten a speeding yeah. ticket. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so my first speeding ticket, I took the class or whatever, and I... Um, you know, got taken off my record. And then for my second speeding ticket, I had a class scheduled, but I... When the class was scheduled, I got meningitis 
in high school and I had to, I was in the hospital for a week and so I oh, wow. I couldn't go to the the safety class and they wouldn't reschedule it and so that one just showed up on my record and so I was like oh well that you know that really really freaking sucks um and so after that point I did start to drive safer and I was it was a few years after that because I was in college. So it was probably two years after I got my license. I was driving down to school and it was like a six hour drive, five or six hour drive down to school. And it was like late at night, like on a Sunday night. And I really just wanted to get there. I was starting to get like a little bit tired. I was like, all right, we're close. So I started, you know, speeding a bit and I, uh, I got pulled over on my way to school and I got a ticket for that one. And that was in Indiana and Indiana didn't have the same policy where I could take the, uh, the driving class. And so it just had to show up on my record. Well, in, in Illinois, if you get two speeding tickets in your first three years of having a license, it gets suspended for six months. Um, and I didn't know this at the time. <laughs> and so oh, it's, no. and this was in my second semester of freshman year that I got my speeding ticket. Um, and it was like, I just got home for a summer break and a letter shows up in the mail from the Illinois secretary of state saying that my license has been revoked. And I know longer have a valid driver's license for the next six months because it's been suspended um and i had to mail my license into the secretary of state and everything and um so that was that was rough and what really sucked is it was during summer where at least like if i was on my college campus like i i never drove when i was at school like i only drove to get back home and back to school um and so that would have been great because it's like i don't need a car during the semester so i wish it was suspended then but during the summer back home i had to work and i had to drive to get to work and so like that really freaking sucked and so my girlfriend at the time um she ended up having to drive freaking saint had to drive my ass everywhere Uh (laughs) it was it was absolutely miserable um i am i'm surprised anybody puts up with me ever uh now rehearing this story but yes i lost uh my license for six months and to tell you the truth uh that was that i was probably what i had to been 18 when i lost my license i have not been pulled over since um wow and so you know yeah so so i i truly i truly believe that illinois policy of suspending the license after getting two speeding tickets if anything i feel like it should be a little bit harsher where you can't take the driving class to get taken off your record because for me at least getting my license suspended at 18 was a huge deterrent where i'm like i do not want this to happen again um and i it completely changed the way i drive so it's uh yeah it was it was that was great that was great but uh one other funny thing is I don't think it's funny um, necessarily. It's I, I one ironic thing is that now I don't have a car, um, and so I never drive <laughs> at all. <laughs> so it makes it a little bit easier not to get any more tickets, right? Um, I but not only that, like I ride my bike to work, and I was talking to some people about like um, about like you know their bike commute, and one of their friends had said to them. Um, did you get a DUI or something? Why are you biking to work now? Oh my <laughs> so, god! Yeah, and so I was like, so I just think back to like how I lost my license when I was eighteen for speeding tickets, and now I'm voluntarily riding a bike, which people start to associate with like, oh, you ride a bike because you lost your license, not because uh-huh. you're choosing to do so. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was that's uh, that's great stuff. But yeah, no, so I've I've definitely been pulled over. What about you? Uh, I've only ever been pulled over one time. Really. Yeah. Tell me about it. Was it were you speeding? What was going on? Uh I don't answer questions like that. <laughs> yes. No, nah, I was speeding. Um <laughs> I don't consent to searches. No, so um yeah, I um I was speeding. I was I guess I was doing like uh four fifty in a th- 450? Actually, no. No, oh. no, I was doing 450. Was no, like... I was I, I think I was doing 40 in a 25. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> it's a bullshit 25. It's not so it's silly. Yeah. So I got pulled over uh by this cop because he was like chilling and I was like, oh well my first time getting pulled over, this will be should be fun. And um he uh he didn't have a clock on me. Like he didn't he didn't have a radar on mm-hmm. me. So he didn't know how fast I was actually going. 
So, um, you know, he asked me how fast I was, I thought I was going. I was like, I'm not sure, you know, whatever. Um, and he's like, well, do you know what the speed limit is over there? And I was like, I actually didn't know. So I was like, uh, 30. And he's like, try again. And I was like, <laughs> um, 35. <laughs> he's like 25. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yes. And then, um, he just asked me where I was going, gave him my license and they let me go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Talked myself out of that one. That so <laughs> so persuasive, Mister. I know. I know. <laughs> I actually didn't really talk myself out of it, to be honest. Yeah. I like to think that I did. No, he just but, had um, sympathy for you. I, I guess he had sympathy for me, and I, he didn't really have a clock on me to yeah, see that I was true. speeding. Yeah. So, um, I guess like it was just like yeah, whatever. What's, what I think is kind of funny. Um, what that reminds me of is uh one of the times i got off for speeding i was pulled over and it was also like two hours after curfew um and so like i was pulled over i was underage out past curfew i think it was like twelve thirty. i think curfew was at like 10 o'clock or something like that where you're not supposed to be driving if you're oh, 16 you your permit you mean yeah, yeah, yeah no okay. like i think no no it's like your first two years or your first year of having your license you're not allowed to drive after a certain hour really? um yeah I believe I think they changed it where you are, but you're not allowed to have people in the car or something like that. Um, but so oh, I was pulled over for speeding, and I also wasn't like didn't technically have a valid license because <laughs> like it was after the hour that I wasn't supposed to. Um, <laughs> and I uh, so he pulls me over, and this is so this is so crazy. And I would have like now now knowing what I know, and especially being a lawyer, I've done everything completely differently. Um, but I was at my um, friend's house and we were watching a movie well, all, this is all 100% serious we were watching a movie and we had candy and it was in Ziploc bags and there were Sour Patch Kids and so the Sour Patch Kids were sitting like in my center council in a little okay. plastic baggie and he puts his like flashlight on that he's like what is that? I was like candy? <laughs> he's like are you sure? I was like, yeah. I was like, you want to see it? He's like, yes. And like, hand him the bag. I'm like, now I'm like, why would you hand him a bag when he thinks you have drugs in the car? Yeah. Like, yeah, Jesus no. Christ, you fucking idiot. No, um, don't do like, that. Like, yeah, exactly. The last thing I need is that like he swaps it out and drops like a bag of like cocaine or something else like on the side. He's like, or like, you know, weed is like, oh, really? This is what your baggie was that you said was candy? Yeah, like, Jesus yeah. Christ. I was like such an idiot when I was younger. Um, anyways, but yeah, so I was like, got off on that one and he let me go home, which was, which was great. But, uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, did you ever sneak out of the house when you were younger? No, I didn't. I didn't. You are such a good kid. Why did you? <laughs> I, I'm also a very good kid. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I stuck out. I stuck out of the house. I think it was, I think like three times total. Um, my parents to are do j- what? Well, so my parents are generally okay. <laughs> this is the nerdiest fucking thing in the world. Oh, so no. just bear with me here. Okay. Um, and I don't know. No, not nerdiest. Dorkiest. The dorkiest thing in the world. Okay, dorky. Um, my parents are generally very lenient parents overall, and like they didn't really give a crap. Like what? Like as long as I was being a good kid, and they kind of knew where I was and I was okay, they didn't really give a crap. Um, and so if I, I wanted to stay out late, like that was fine. Like there wasn't really a general curfew in my house and stuff like, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there was a point where I was like eight, 17, 18, where I started dating this girl and I, it was a combination of, I felt like, because I was giant fan of rom-coms where I felt like I had to sneak out of my house. Plus she thought I was a total badass because I snuck out of my house and did whatever the fuck I wanted. Oh, my parents God. didn't give a shit from her perspective. And so I would, uh, there was three times where I would sneak out of my house and drive over to her neighborhood and I'd be texting her. I'd be like, hey, come on out. Let's hang out. She's like, I can't. My parents are home. I'm like, it's all right. <laughs> like, Just sneak out. It'll be cool. So and badass. So, right? Like, I thought I was fucking cutting edge. Um, and I look back at it. I'm like, you were the biggest dork in the world <laughs> like look at me i'm so cool i snuck out of my nah, house dude, you, you were sick you were cool yeah yeah uh, so but she did sneak out and then we drove we drove our car to Krispy cream 
Uh, nice. He's got some donuts. Got some donuts. Some like 2 a.m. freshly cooked donuts. Mmm, delicious. So, that was great. It was great. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's nothing from my very sheltered life as terrifying as walking into the house at like 4 a.m. And being like, please don't bark, dog. Please don't bark, dog. Ooh, <laughs> like, that's tough. That's you, tough. Like you're like sneaking in. And as soon as you open the door, you're like, Dodger, Dodger, mm. Dodger, Dodger, it's me. <laughs> like, please. 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 <laughs> sleep, sleep, dog. Please so, yeah. sleep. Oh, yeah, man. No, I was I was not a very, very badass kid. I was, I was not. I was pretty, uh, I was pretty vanilla, middle of the road kind of guy. So that's okay. Yeah, I feel like it. Uh, it instilled some good values in me. Taught yeah. me to fear authority. <laughs> sure, sure. So I don't know. I don't know. Would you ever go skydiving? <laughs> I just love the. That's a great transition. Um, <laughs> I think maybe, yeah, I guess. So the reason I think of this is I, uh, when I was in high school, I really, I was like convinced I wanted to go skydiving. Um, okay. As I've gotten older, I feel like I aged at, I have both aged and de-aged at a very quick rate. <laughs> de-aged. <At least> I'm, <laughs> devolved, I don't know what it is. Devolved. Um, <laughs> but, uh. I'm like super risk adverse, and so I look at that I'm like, why would I jump out of plane, jump out of a plane, and possibly die? That seems stupid to me. Uh-huh. I don't think I'm going to do that. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly worried and terrified that the next step is I won't get on a roller coaster because I'm scared I'm going to die, um, or not scared I'm going to die, but like the the risk benefit thing. It's like there's a potential of dying on the roller coaster, and the benefit is a little bit of adrenaline. I see how this weighs out. Like I'm terrified that that's going to happen. So I'm gonna. Uh-huh. I need to keep pushing the envelope and doing some things that are mildly exciting, uh, so I can feel like I I'm alive. I can feel like I'm alive. <laughs> uh, I think you might have a bit of a problem. That's what this podcast is: is me just it's letting out all your problems. Exactly. That actually makes sense. Exactly. Hey, right. Exactly. So it's been. One week since you looked at me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, (laughs) skanky. What even is this podcast anymore, uh, man? It's it is literally what you said about fifty episodes ago. It is two friends that became friends on the internet slowly learning slowly learning about each other and we're just kind of feeling yeah. that out more about would you go skydiving what have you been pulled over true true did you sneak out of the house yeah that's true that's oh, true yeah see it's just I, it's a continuation of that i i guess it is i guess it, it is, is it is so would you ever ride a motorcycle no never no never. no no i don't see i, feel like I don't they'd be scary I feel like they, I've been on a motorcycle. My uh, my stepdad rides motorcycles. Oh, really? Um, and so I've been on one a few times with him. I haven't ridden, driven one myself. Uh, I don't. For me, I don't see the benefit or the excitement from it. Mm. Um, I don't. It's not something that I really der- derive any enjoyment from. So then it's back to old man M. Cole with the risk benefit weighing. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, the risk is a little bit too high. I really don't give a shit about any of the benefits. So I don't see a reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you being a motorcycle guy in about 30 years. I feel like I could be too. Yeah. The thing is, though, like, I, I, if I ever got a motorcycle, I would never drive it on the highway. I'd yeah. be, I'd be too scared. Yeah, no, I think sense. it would be cool to have a motorcycle, but to actually drive one, I think would be a little scary for me. I think, but I think that is true from your viewpoint right now. I think as you start to drive it, you gain a confidence about it. Where Which then is it's also like, scary. Yeah, but I mean, but I, it's also I, it's part of learning, I guess. But like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, so it, I don't know. Driving a motorcycle scary to me. 
I, I agree. No, I agree. It's, but it's it cool. It's I cool. don't think like, it's cool I, though. I like, think some motorcycles are cool. Like I would never want to drive like one of those like weird Yamaha sports bikes or whatever. <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, like uh, 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 there's there's other cool bikes out there. That You're like a cool. Harley guy yourself, like a big cruiser, giant I handlebars like up in motorcycles. The air. Triumph motorcycles are cool. All right, all right. And Indians, like Indian motorcycles, oh, are cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah, have, yeah. You, have you uh, have you ever seen the movie with is it Anthony Hopkins, the the last Indian? No. Oh my God! Truly, honestly, go go look up that movie. What is it called again? The Last Indian. The Last Indian. I believe that's what it's called. The world's fastest Indian. Yeah, that sounds good. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. the world's fastest Indian. Have you have you seen that oh, one? Oh, I've heard about this. It's really good. Yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Yeah, that is that is is it Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony yeah, it's Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah um it is it is a it's i thought it was a really really good movie um and i i recommend people go and check that one out so like my, like old old timey indian motorcycles are so cool to me mm-hmm. i love those yeah 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 I okay I, I gotta watch that i didn't know what this movie was about when i sat down to watch it i just knew it was called the world's fastest indian <laughs> So I was, you were very surprised when you watched it. I was it. very surprised, especially because leading up to it for the first 10 minutes, I was wondering where the hell the movie was going to go, because it takes place in Australia. <laughs> it was like... What? I was like, all right, we're not dealing with like actual Indians like from the country India, and we're not dealing with the racist title of people from what they used to call Native Americans Indians. I was like, I don't know what the hell this movie's about. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it was yeah. a big, uh, it was a big <laughs> shock. It became very apparent when they, they said that the motorcycle was an Indian. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh, mm, yeah. yes. All right, I I get where we're going from now. I did. I couldn't connect how Anthony Hopkins was an Indian, but we got it. We're good. <laughs> so, you know what just shot into my mind? I have a question for you now. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're talking about getting pulled over. You're saying yeah. when you were young, you did stupid things. Yeah. From a lawyer's perspective, what should you do and not do when you get pulled over? Oh, that's tough. Um. Because some people, I feel like, take it too far, you know? Yeah. But there's yeah. also some things, like, you know, that maybe you shouldn't do. I don't know. I mean, a lot of things is, like, I don't know too much of the traffic stops because I Well, it's not your type of area. law. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but in general, like, don't answer their questions. <laughs> like, truly don't. Um, well, state-by-state state basis, too. Well, but, but a lot of it's in general. So, like, when I'm talking about, like, yeah. your traffic stop, when they say, do you know how fast you were going? Oh, I never admit. Yeah. Exactly. And the second that you say, yes, you did, you're already screwed, regardless of they what they got you at anyways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, so, like, you just, you just, you never, you never admit to any of that crap. Um, but it's, uh, it is, it is a fine line because there is especially with a thing with like a traffic stop, right? Like a lot of times, a lot of what you shouldn't do is you should not cooperate with what they want you to do. Um, but there is a point where it's like, they're like not cooperating can end you up in a, like a jail cell. And it's like yeah. a lot of us, it's like for a traffic stop, is it worth doing that point? Right? Like, okay. Even if I was speeding, I'm not going to not cooperate to the point where I've lost an entire day's worth of stuff and I have to like come up with money for other shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like at that point, it's like, it's easy enough to just kind of cooperate and get the ticket taken care of later. If I have to, um, then to kind of really push the issue and just be like, all right, I'm going to stick to like what my guns are and just make this a much bigger problem than it should have been to begin with. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really. I don't know too much about what you should and shouldn't do during traffic stops. Come on, tax lawyer. I know. Tell me all the other lawyerly things that you know. Well, you know, we all have a very big handbook that we learn, and we know secrets of what we're not allowed to tell other people, but that we keep for our own lawyer selves in case it happens to us. Is there a chapter on the best place to hide a body? Yes. All right. Maybe we'll talk about that after the podcast. Wherever Alexa tells you to. <laughs> Whatever Alexa, what? Wherever Alexa tells you to. Wherever Alexa, wait, what does Alexa tell you? Where it is? I don't know. Let's find out. Hold on, Alexa. Wait, you might. Hold on. Where you might be put on a watch. Body? 
You're on a watch list now. Oh, she's not fun anymore. <laughs> what did she say? She said, I, don't know the she said I would take the body to the police. <laughs> <laughs> so, You're on a watch list now. I am. Oh, you kidding me? If, now, if it was just now they got me on a watch list, then they've missed oh, yeah. many other opportunities. <laughs> Dude, everyone in America is on a watch list. That's true. That is true. Dude, mind blown. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> They're watching everybody. It's true. It's true. I'm going to record everything I do from now on. Justin TV 1.0 with M. Cole. Justin.tv? No, you have IRL, the IRL section for that. Oh, now. yeah. There we go. Just we'll live stream my entire life. You could do whatever you want except for a lot of things. That's true. It's true. Just um, go to YouTube, though. You could be a YouTube streamer. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That'd be cool. Fuck yeah. I'll go to Mixer. <laughs> Wait, you're up. Which is the one that doesn't hitbox? Does that not exist anymore? Hitbox doesn't exist anymore. No. Isn't it called like Crankshaft or something? Crankshaft. That sounds like a movie, like starring The Rock, where he has to like fight a, I a have, car monster. Can I just say something real quick? I, I can't <laughs> disclose. I can't disclose names for the sake of the person, but a very very good friend of mine. Um, can't tell the difference between The Rock and Vin Diesel. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> they will constantly be like, you know that movie with The Rock? And they'll be like, yeah, The Rock voiced the Iron Giant. And you're like, you uh, you mean Vin Diesel, right? <laughs> like, no, 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 The Rock. Like, oh, yeah, they're different people. <laughs> that's so, actually hilarious. I yeah, love that. so it's, it's great. It's great. I'm sorry to whoever that is that I just now told sorry. the entire the entire internet your story. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hitbox is now called Smashcast. Okay, I was so close to the crankshaft, which sounds really bad. <laughs> that, is, that does sound really bad, especially because what Smashcast? Smashcast. That reminds me of Sam Jam because she's always like, "Hey, this pretty lady, smash her pass," and you're like, "Oh, Sam." Smash, obviously. <laughs> like, <but> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll move us off of this awkward situation. Uh, Smashcast. <laughs> the most viewers on Smashcast right now are in the music section. Oh, yeah? How many? There's 16 people hmm. listening to Pixel Radio 24-7. Interesting. Do, do they not know that TuneIn exists? Probably not. I feel like we should do a shenantics raid over to Pixel Radio and ask them, A, how many of you are bots? And B, <laughs> mm, good amount. Good amount. Good Probably all the people that work at the radio station are listening. Oh, that is true. That is true. They want to make sure that the stream is still up on... Exactly. On Smashcast. Good call. You, you know, I didn't tell you this story, but it's very funny. <laughs> yes. So I was filming for my thesis the other day. Okay. And... um there were there was a kid there and he saw me filming and he was like hey like are you streaming that and i was like what he's like are you streaming that i'm like no i'm just filming he's like what do you mean i'm like i'm just filming like i'm not streaming it and he's like he said something else and i was like I didn't understand what he said. So what you know? What do you, what do you do when someone says something you don't know? You just agree with them and say yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yes. And then yeah, no, he was like, "Wait, so like, are you streaming to Mixer?" Wait, really? Yeah. What? That this, like a turn I was not expecting. <laughs> this like nine year old kid asked me if I was streaming to Mixer and what my Xbox name was. Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Huh. So then I went into my backpack, took out my Twitch shirt, and I gave it to him. I said, no, this. <laughs> Did you spray it with a water bottle? Like, no, bad kid. Bad. This. Bad. This bad. is where we go. <laughs> this is where we <laughs> Yeah, but the kid asked me if I was streaming to Mixer. Interesting. You know, that, you know what that makes me think of is um, today polygon i think it's polygon it was either polygon or the verge had a thing an article about what do we know about 
uh, Microsoft's next generation console, um, which I thought was weird because it seems kind of early for that. And also, they haven't said anything about it. So what do we know? It seems like not very much. Um, but they, well, you, they said, some... you said Xbox, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they kind of teased it at E3. They did tease it at E3. They I didn't really... watch... They didn't really, really tease E3 it, coverage. but they, they said like, "Oh, we're working on our next console." Yeah, but they didn't so. give information about it, though, right? No, like, it's no, not like no info. Nothing. Yeah, and so, and what I think is really interesting is because a lot of what Polygon does with a lot of the E3 co- coverage is they say, "What do we know about X game?" and they kind of summarize everything they learned at E3, right? Yeah, and if if Microsoft didn't say anything, then it's kind of like there isn't much that you really learn through official channels. Exactly. Um, but one thing I was thinking about it is that we uh, the console market is you kind of we, we they trade first place a lot like Sony and Microsoft right like um, Xbox 360 was like king of the hill and then PS4 kind of took it from them and so if things kind of go as they've been switching around then the next xbox one might be top dog right where it's going to have the larger user base and be the more popular system um yeah and so what this polygon article had in it was talking about that it seems like one of the big features obviously is going to be there's going to be a big focus on streaming and microsoft owns mixer and they own xbox and so the next system probably will have a big mixer presence on it. And if the next system is top dog and is the most popular console, then it's going to be interesting to see what that does for mixer, right? Like this kid thinks like in his mind, when he sees like, and he sees and thinks that you're streaming, he thinks mixer because he's a big Microsoft fan, presumably. Right. Well, he has an Xbox, so he knows what mixer is. Yeah. Yeah. And so if it's, if, it'll be interesting to see if mixer does kind of have an influx of people or take off a lot more if it is on the dominant console in an ecosystem. Um, so it'd be kind of, it'd be interesting to see what happens at that point And if Microsoft does take the top position with the next console release. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know know, because I mean, we've had another release. Yeah, but it felt like a from like a point five upgrade because we got it. it from, we got it from each it of them. Like we had the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X, but it felt like a. It felt like when we got. Let's go to the PlayStation Two era. Like when you had like the PlayStation Two, and then when you got the PlayStation Two Slim, like the little itty bitty tiny box, right? Like yeah. granted, it was same internal, so it's not exactly the same analysis as what we have now. Um, but this did feel much more of like a step up upgrade, but. The, the the counterpoint to that is I feel like that's what a lot of it is going to be going forward anyways, especially in the Microsoft realm of the world, because with all of their new consoles, like the next one we know is going to be backwards compatible, right? So it's going to be able to play Xbox One X, Xbox One, um, Xbox 360, and whatever original Xbox games they've already ported over. Like it's going to be play all those games. And so it feels like more of an evolution instead of like a hard cutoff where it's like, that's what it was PS3 to PS4. PS4 is like, here's a new system. Your PS3 games don't work on it. And here are new games that you get to play on it, right? And so yeah, it feels yeah. much more like a different system where that that's why I was saying like with the Xbox one X and the PS4 pro felt like a 0.5 upgrade is because everything on the last system still worked. Right. And I believe everything on those systems still work on the old system. So it's not like a complete moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see how things change in that market as they kind of adapt. Cause Microsoft does seem to be going more the quote unquote PC gaming route where it's like, let's give you better, better and better hardware. Uh, over time instead of just doing one update and then waiting five years and giving you another update that's completely different well so. i think i think what microsoft is doing now is kind of a proof of concept mm-hmm. what, what, what we have going on is um microsoft has their hands in a lot of different baskets right now yeah they're dealing with streaming with mixer right mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. have their xbox right and mm-hmm. now they're doing microsoft store pushes with windows 10 Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so they're yeah. kind of juggling all these different things, trying to meld it into something. Uh, but PlayStation is, you know, not dealing with streaming. They're not dealing with PC things. You know, they're they're just like, hey, we're gonna re- put these titles on our PS4, and it's gonna be an all-in-one solution for whatever you want. You know, yeah, yeah. but Microsoft is kind of like like rolling around doing a whole bunch of other things, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But you know, it could 
lead them astray in some way from putting their main focus on one thing and being good at that one thing like PlayStation is doing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to see like how it's going to work out, I guess. You know, it could yeah. be it could be good. Um, maybe they'll be able to mix it up and <laughs> mixer it up and, uh, you know, make it all work. But also, you know, PlayStation might be able to surpass them because yeah. PlayStation is doing one thing. Yeah. They're just making true. games for their console. That's true. So, and I mean, like what a lot, I mean, I, but one hard thing, I, I don't know. Cause like, I, I, I completely agree with you on that one. Um, and part of the reason that Microsoft is doing what they're doing is because they didn't win the last console war, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like when you're a second place, it's like, all right, let, I want to work in different areas so that the next time we do this, like we could take first place, right? Or you have more incentive to make concessions. Like Xbox and Microsoft have would have no reason to, would have less of a reason to try and offer cross-platform play if they were the number one console, right? Like, yeah. like no, we have all the people, we want to just leave it that way, which was what Sony is doing now. Um, but since they don't have that, they have an incentive to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah we should let everyone play together. Especially because we have the PC market too. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and so they kind of, they have a reason to want to do that. And so we kind of get the benefit of that kind of going forward. Um, Sony has always had, you know, good exclusives but i feel like with the ps4 they really even ramped that up even more um and yeah. that's part of the reason why they're so insanely dominant right now is that like you it's 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 damn near impossible to beat the ps4 exclusives um there's just so many good ones which one of which we'll talk about uh shortly and it's so it's it's kind of and the thing is is that like you said, I, if Sony's focusing on that one thing and they don't change anything about it, I can see them winning again. If they have all the content that people want and you can only get it on a PS4, then you're going to get people to buy a PS4. Uh, or like not PS4, but like the next, whatever, the PS5, right? But when the PS5 comes out, if it has a strong library of exclusive content, then I can see people buying it because it's like, eh, if I have to decide between the two, I can buy the PS5 that does everything I want, or I can do the Xbox negative one that does you know kind of everything i want but doesn't have all these games so Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what comes of it um i think one thing that is gonna work against sony is more so now than we've ever had in the past online multiplayer seems to be a much bigger thing for people especially for younger people coming up into it right and the fact that uh and i think microsoft is getting themselves really, really good footing, especially with developers, to try and get that cross-platform play. And if the next console comes out and it's like, hey, my buddy has a PC, I want to play with them. It's like, hey, great, your Xbox can play with them. Someone's like, great, that's all I care about. I play games, I play games online, I play games online with my friends. And if Sony says, yeah, you can't do that, but hey, we have this great other game if you want to play God of War. And they're like, eh, I'd rather go play, you know, Fortnite 8 like with my friends and it's like Microsoft lets me do that then they might just (laughs) they might just go over and go on the Microsoft side of things so it'll be interesting to see how that works out in the long run definitely definitely but so but speaking of exclusives skanky yeah talk to me talk to me (sighs) God of War I have not played that yet (laughs) me either great um but another exclusive that you have you finished and i am i'm part of the way through um we have played detroit become human um yes yes and the fact that i'm not done with it yet i can't obviously say a lot about the entire game as a whole but i do have a lot of thoughts about the game as i've played it so far and the game like foundationally and fundamentally um but uh it's uh i I don't know can you give me a rundown of detroit real human for those people that haven't played yet and also there might be spoilers going forward um i can't guarantee that there won't be but uh there might be some you're warned i i guess so yeah right yeah because it's possible because i might i mean we might bring up stuff that's happened story-wise of of what I've played up so far because you've pretty much seen what I've had. True, I've seen so. everything so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, your choices, my choices, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty much um, it's a futuristic sci-fi kind of game where um, 
androids have kind of taken over a little bit where they're, they're doing daily tasks, they're doing jobs. Um, and the androids in this case are becoming sentient. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're gaining consciousness in some way. Uh, so in this story, you play as uh, a couple different androids um, and them becoming um, sentient or fighting against that sentience in some way, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it, you're, you're kind of fighting against yourself in this game kind of sometimes, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It adds an interesting, interesting perspective. Um, and, uh, I guess that's kind of it, right? Yeah. You're, no, you're following these stories. It's, um, it's a quantic dream game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, every decision you make in the game, uh, affects the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so every little thing that you choose to do can, can change the story and tailor it for, for you specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So my playthrough is not the same as M. Cole's. No. Because no. you found a gun at the beginning of yours that I never found. Oh, you didn't find that gun? No, man. It completely changed your whole story. Yeah, it really, really did. Wow. Um, so one other thing to kind of add on to this is um, like... Like exactly what Skanky said about what you choose kind of impacts and affects what your playthrough is. Um, and at the end of like each little chapter that you play, they give you a flow chart decision tree that kind of shows here's what you did, here's how it branched off to get to where you were, and it kind of shows grayed out no details of the other decision trees which i'm assuming i haven't done yet but i'm assuming that when you replay the game if you make different decisions then you can fill out those decision trees even more to show here's how you would do this so i would assume so yeah yeah i haven't done it and i i I haven't done it yet neither of you um and but it just it it seems like that'd be the logical thing as you go through like that's kind of the completionist aspect of being like how do i get to these different choices um yeah yeah and so, like what Skinky was saying is that with the gun thing is, it's also kind of like a, a what were they called? Like the point and click adventure type games? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like that where like you kind of go through the world kind of clicking and searching and interacting with different things in the world to try and find clues and get dialogue options and all that kind of stuff. And so it literally was I randomly went into a room and decided to open up a nightstand drawer, which is where I found the gun and Skinky didn't find that. And so the gun then comes into play later in the story for me where it didn't come into the play for the story for him and so we got kind of went down different roads um and if we want to talk about other different stuff the same story we're talking about the storyline with kara right now um and on that same same storyline when it got to the choice of where to spend the night where did you choose to spend the night uh in the car Okay, so I did the same thing. It's funny because you and I have very similar playthroughs. Um, Uh So much so, so much so that um, I believe you listened to the Buckster at the beginning with Marcus when he was outside singing next to the fountain. Yes. Yes. None of my friends did. It was 0%. And I was like, how did none of you guys listen to this guy at all for music? Yeah, I, I listened to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I and there was a few other things where it's like, because LC was there and like uh, LC and Gabala and a few other people that watched your playthrough. And I would go through the friends thing. I'd be like, none of my friends did that. And they'd be like, skanky. Wait, skanky did. I was like, oh, well, we're not friends on playstation at that point uh, we now we are oh um, yeah. so i didn't have that and i'm like well i knew i like skanky he did he did the right <laughs> stuff here um but no so you and i both chose the car um tiny stayed in the house and her storyline isn't a little bit different it is vastly different i'm talking like maybe like an hour more content that we haven't seen um wow. because she chose that thing and so it's uh to the point where when you get onto the jericho with Marcus, she has met people on the Jericho that we had we had not seen yet because we didn't stay in the house. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And so it, it's it's a huge thing. And so the, the reason why I really bring that up is, um, and I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this game a ton for the past two weeks. I've been playing it, and um, one thing that keeps cycling back to is how rudimentary these games make. Tell this game makes Telltale games look. Um, oh yeah. Just because 
Telltale games, like when you play like Wolf Among Us or you play Walking Dead, you get the decision trees where you make a choice and they even do the same thing where at the end they tell you, you pick this, the population overall, you know, X percent also pick that and then, you know, chose these other ones. But it's very on railsy, right? Like it, it changes parts of it, but it doesn't change your gameplay as drastically as this game does. Like this game changes so many things about what you experience um, through it. And like the thing is, one th- really cool thing is like having Gabala and Godspeed and other people that are in the like people that are just in the community of that game being able to say like they've seen playthroughs that have gone differently. Where it's like I'm like. I assume this is the only way this game can be played at like whatever yeah. happened to me. And like, Oh no, we've had it where it's gone completely different or like the best is when you see like three or four people being like, I've watched like three or four playthroughs of this. And I've never seen that happen. And you're like, Oh my God, like that is so freaking cool. And so it's like, it's not only do like the choices make a difference where like, Oh, one person may or may not die. It's like, it changes it where it's like, like vastly different in the like type of content and the amount of content that you're getting. Um, and that is just really freaking cool to me. Really, I mean, really the, cool. the game has so much replay value. You could, yeah, it, it could be completely different every single time you play. Yeah, yeah, no, it really does. And the, like, and and even just outside of it being different, like it has replay value. That as I've been beating things, like I've been thinking to myself, like I want to go back and I want, like, in my next playthrough, I want to purposely choose this differently because I want to see where that goes. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. see where that storyline goes, and because like you have things in your head where you're like, I think it's gonna go this way, maybe not. Um, and I just want to kind of play through it. I want to see, am I choose your own adventure format? Where does that adventure take me? Um, which would be really freaking cool. Um, one thing that I have to say about this game is it's insanely stressful. I find oh, this game unbelievably I've, stressful. I was so stressed out during this game because really your decisions actually matter yeah um i mean yes. you can kill people yeah yeah <laughs> and their storylines are done yeah so no, there, I... there are there are very it's it's very very nerve-wracking yeah and that also plays to the different i no way in any means do i mean this as any bash against telltale games if anything i i mean it to illustrate like how games and our storytelling has evolved um but like when you look back to telltale games like i thought that was stressful making the choice but at the same time there's always a part of me that was like you know you can kind of think what might happen if you make one choice um but you don't get the butterfly effect of what might happen if you make that choice right yeah and so there there was a point in my playthrough in uh Kara's story where I'm in the mansion with that really creepy guy and I approach a cage with a bear an android bear and I'm like I could choose to open the cage or not and part of me is like I can open the cage and I think that'll help me later. I can foresee that story path. But then I'm like, I could also open the cage and she could just die right here. Like the bear could just maul her and like yeah, murder yeah. her. And like, like, they, like when you look at the decision tree, like there are things that abruptly cut a story short. And it's like, that could be one of them. I don't know what happens. And then I have to decide. And that's what puts the pressure on and the stress. And you're like, do I make that decision? And because I, and like, it's got like a second thing where it's like, I don't want to see a character die, especially when you start to develop like, like um, an affinity for them. But then also the second thing where it's like, I don't want to see the character die because I want more content. <laughs> like, yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So it's uh, it, like, I don't want Kara to die because a, I think she's a sweetheart and she's my favorite Android as, at the point that I'm in right now. Um, and then the second thing is I also don't want her to die because I want to play the rest of her story. Yeah. True. Um, so it's a, uh, I I'm shocked. I'm blown away. I uh, I knew nothing about this game other than Skanky, Godspeed, and Tiny all told me I had to play it, and I am, I am so freaking happy that I did. It's it's just so, so unique. It's it's it a really unique is. game. Um, and it's it's got a lot of stuff going for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just I've enjoyed like every moment playing it. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's made me very nervous like yeah. very very nervous because i you really you really care yeah that's what no, it is you true. just really care yeah the storytelling um, and the 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 uh the writing behind it is so good oh so good it's incredible 
Incredible. So now I'm I'm kind of going through. I've been going through Quantic Dreams, uh, their games, mm-hmm. because I hadn't really played many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played uh, Heavy Rain, yeah, which was that. which was interesting. Okay, uh, like it was good, but I don't know. It was something. It was a little older, so it's a little like eh, okay. Like mm-hmm. it it had an interesting story, but I don't know. Something about it, this decision making was not as good. Yeah. Um, but last night I finished Beyond Two Souls. How was that? Which, um, oh, it was fantastic, and oh, you I should really play that. that after you play Detroit. You should go and get Beyond Two Souls. I think it's free. Still okay, cool. with PlayStation Plus, or um, it was free. I don't know if it is anymore, but um, cool. I'm so dead. It, th- it was um, the story in that was was awesome. Oh, I love it, and the mechanics are the same. The decisions you make aren't like they don't change the story as much mm-hmm. as in Detroit. Yeah, but um, I mean, you can see the progression that the that these guys have made. Yeah, um, from like heavy rain till now. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah. No, and that, and that's what I say. Like, and that I think that like it's this illustrates it even more is like if it's not a telltale games versus this. Like, it's showing the evolution of like this is just such a big step further for this type of like storytelling. And you know what's even what's even cooler is because like in looking at just with one developer, right? Like their older games weren't to the level of what this was. Like they're kind of reaching to new heights here. Um, and they didn't have to, I thought it was a great idea that they did, but they didn't have to show us the decision tree. Um, and it's really cool that they did because you can kind of see through it. But imagine in another five years where you have a game that's even more complex than this, that it has the decision tree, but they literally can't show it to you because the decision tree itself is so complex, right? Yeah. And so, like, you make decisions and it impacts the entire game and the world that you're playing in. And it's exponentially more complex than this game was like and it's all going on behind the scenes you don't see it but it's just like you know you me and 50 other people all play it and we can get like 60 different storylines through a game just on decisions we make like that's going to be really freaking cool going forward so it's kind of nice to see that we're progressing that way i think it's only going to get better um in the future as we kind of start to see what the potential of this is and then be able to bring it out in different areas and do more stuff. I so. agree. I agree. I'm waiting for the, the, the next game they make after Detroit already. I'm, yeah. I'm already so hyped. Oh yeah. I'm really freaking hyped. It, what, I, what I think is funny is um, I remember seeing this game at a few E3s ago. I don't remember when it was shown off, but the one, the, the part that I saw with it, it might've been even last year's, was the very opening scene when Connor walks out to the guy, um, the uh, the deviant standing out on the balcony type thing with yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah, to save um, the girl, it, yeah. Yeah, and I remember seeing that. And I remember thinking, oh, this game is gorgeous, but I knew nothing about the game. Um, and I got excited for it. And then now having played it, like the next time they preview something by this developer, I would be even more <laughs> excited for that damn thing. Yeah. Other than it looks cool. And I like the idea that like, oh, you have like AI and androids that like might be becoming like sentient. Um, outside of that, I'd be like, I want, I want to know the mechanics. Show me your decision trees. Like, come on. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be so cool. It's, it's really, really great. I can't wait to finish it. So. Oh, I can't wait until you get to the ending. Oh, nah. Uh, how many hours do you think I've left? Where are you at now? Oh, it's hard to say. Um, between the storylines, was it Kara just exited the mansion? Connor, I think he just finished the chase after the one guy that was in the bird palace or whatever. And then, uh, oh, okay. What is Marcus doing? Oh, Marcus, Marcus just got on Jericho. Oh, you have a while. Okay, cool. I'm you're excited. like you're like not even you're maybe you're not even halfway through. Yes. Oh, that's the best thing you've ever told me. You still got you still got a long, long I'm way ecstatic. to go. Static. Yeah, if you just got to Jericho, you you got it. Yeah. You got oh. a bit. Oh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah. be good. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's damn good. Everyone should play it. You really should. You really, really should. Um, Buy a PS4 to play. <laughs> or borrow, or borrow it. You know, one thing that this is kind of reminding me of is um, back in the PS3 days. Uh, I think Journey is a fantastic, amazing game, and I would loan out my PS3 to people so they could at least play through Journey. Um, yeah. 
And I told Foolish this. I don't know if he heard me when I was talking about it on stream, but I, I will gladly loan Foolish my PS4 for a few Take weeks. Take the deal, Foolish. For him to, for him to play it. So Take Foolish, call deal. me. Call me, baby. I will, I will, I will loan you this bad boy for uh, for you to play Detroit. Especially because <laughs> nice I not now having now having played it, I want to watch other people play it. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. I want to see Foolish play this damn thing. So, anyways, but yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So I got another game to talk about, but we'll have to wait for next week for that one because we're we're running a little bit long here. On this, okay. On this, that's fine. L- this this late late uh, Saturday night here. Yes, that, yes. That we can. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yes, yes. So, uh, so Skanky. Yes. A few weeks ago, I went uh-huh. to uh, the Taste of Randolph in Chicago, and let me just say, is that a what, restaurant? No, the, no, no, no. Let me just say that one of my favorite things in Chicago is going to street fests. Um, you got the oh, the okay. free festivals where you have two or three stages set up and with live music and you have food vendors all the way down and you just get to try all this just amazing food and drink beer and listen to music. It's like some of the best stuff ever, especially if you have a, a nice summer Chicago day where it's like mid seventies and not that much humidity. It's like, can't beat it. Um, a little bit of side note. There was a, uh, one of my favorite bands um, in high school was, uh, Ted Leon, the pharmacists, and they were playing at a Chicago street fest, and I was so excited to go. And then I realized it was on the same day that I flew out to LA for Overwatch League. And I was like, mm-hmm. anyways, nothing better than seeing like a great a band that you loved in high school and be able to see them for free, like up close, like oh yeah, right near the that's, stage, that's like a street nice. fest. Um, anyways, but yeah, so no, no, so I went to Taste of Randolph, and I went to the booth for Publican Meets in Chicago. And I had this absolutely amazing thing. And I need to know what you think of that family of food. Um, I had two things. Uh, first is I had a chicken shawarma dog, which Ooh. was a sausage casing filled chicken shawarma. And they had on top, they had the uh, typical like shawarma toppings, like the, uh, was it like the cucumber, the tahiti sauce, um, like the tomatoes Ooh, tahiti and onions. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. It was so amazing the second thing i had which might be even better was a jalapeno cheddar bratwurst and oh my god it was it was it was it was sinfully delicious it was wait so the jalapeno and cheddar like cheese was on top of it or inside of inside it oh it was so good. This mine had sauerkraut and mustard on top of it. Oh, um, that sounds so good. <laughs> it was, it was seriously amazing. I looked, I looked like, I looked like a uh, like like some type of um rabid animal with like just like oh I would food all been... over my bearded face is <laughs> like Dude. I'm like sitting off on the side like <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> like it Dude, was that, oh god that sounds so good. It was, it was so good. Um and then uh. I'm a big salty savory person, so those two were like top of the line. Those are amazing for me. But then I also had um, these uh, super a little bit of side note for those of you guys not from Chicago. The uh, the taste of Randolph happens on Randolph Street near the Fulton Market area, which in Chicago is like a lot of where like the fancy, really like trendy restaurants are. Um, and so all the booths had the various trendy restaurants. And so that's why you get like fancy sausages and stuff like that. Um, and so for dessert, we had uh, freshly made like donut holes where they also gave you like the, this container of this just to die for like salted caramel that you injected mm. into like the little donut holes. Oh um, my God. That sounds it. deadly. Oh, it was, it was, it was, I could only have one. It was so rich, but so perfect. Um, and it was absolutely to die for. So anyways, but I want, I wanted to know about, uh, how do you feel about like Italian sausages, bratwurst and hot dogs? I mean, I love them all. I do too. I do too. Oh, I really Sometimes do. I get uh, Italian sausages with mozzarella inside. Oh, oh, skanky. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I need to go to my Italian deli and be like. Dude, it's so good. Oh, and go find some of those. That sounds so good. It's so good. Like, oh, my God. Um, I've had a bratwurst in a very long time, though. But the one that you said 
with the with, like that sounds amazing. I'm I you know I'm I might actually let me see if I can, I want to see if I can head over to the to the place and see if I can buy a few and see if I can send them to you on ice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that they were it was so damn good. It was so damn. Good. It was that good. It was that good. I would mail them to you. On, I would find a way to cold ship. <gasps> I am going to New York in a few weeks. I wonder, could you think I just throw ice in my carry on? <laughs> like, they open it up, there's just raw meat in there. If you just like, bring, like, a, bring a, um, shit, a, uh, like a cooler. <laughs> exactly. You just tell them you're a butcher at TSA. Yeah, there you go. And just put on an accent. I a butcher, I'm and butcher. I cook the meat. Russian butcher. I bring with me, and I cook when I get to New York. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Easy. Perfect, perfect. Can I just can I record you saying that, and then when they ask me questions, I just like hit yeah. play on my giant tape deck. Yeah, so. no, that, that's good. Or oh. you know, what? even better, even better. Yeah. yeah, you say, "Oh no, speak English well." I give you my phone. You call my friend. He explained, and then I put on the same accent. It'd yeah, but do you, do you think I, I no no I no speak English well. <laughs> It doesn't sound fake whatsoever. I get a Z phone and you call <laughs> Z friends. That's when they would take you into the back and you know. they'd be like, "Sorry, you wanted a pat down? I'll give you a pat down. Let's go in the back." <laughs> like, oh, oh right. boy, yeah, this is like, this isn't going well. This is yeah. So I'm gonna try and find a way to ship you sausages. You're gonna try? Great. Okay, well, I can't wait. It should be, be interesting. I'm a, I. I am I am a big fan of the of the the awkward cousin of the sausages like the hot dog. I really love hot dogs. Like like hot more dogs than are shit. good. They, they are, are really good. good. They're just like um, I mean terrible. Oh yeah, they're, they're awful, awful. Like I, I shouldn't like hot dogs, but no one just, should really. But <laughs> right, I mean oh, they're man. great. They're so good. At a barbecue, you just got like you have to have a few hot dogs on, so that we can just like grab one off and eat it as you're barbecuing, and then you're already mm. full by the time the food comes off. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. <sighs> yeah, that you know, real quick before we wrap this up, let's get we're gonna get super personal here for me. Okay, okay. My earliest memory of being a human is I remember being very young and some of it like i fill in details as an adult kind of knowing what was probably going on but i remember as a as as like a little tiny toddler running into the kitchen and wanting hot dogs and i couldn't have hot dogs this is what i'm assuming because it's probably dinner time and i was very unhappy and so i went into the fridge and i grabbed the cold hot dogs and i ran into my bedroom and i hid under my bed so my parents couldn't find me and ate a package of just cold hot dogs out of the fridge that is that is literally my earliest memory oh my is, is god that. <laughs> and then when did you vomit everywhere <laughs> so I, probably, I don't remember that part but that's probably why i remember the part before it Jesus. scarred me but yeah so I, my earliest memory is me eating cold hot dogs underneath my bed so yeah yeah. Wow, you you were a problem child. <laughs> it's true. All right, guys, that's been another episode of Shenantics. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chores, or whatever in the world you do on Monday. We will be there to hang out with you. New, uh, you can find episodes anywhere. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, and at our website at shenantics.rocks. If you guys like sausages, leave us a five-star review on iTunes so that way other people know how great the Shenantics show is and all of the Shenantics fanatics out there. If you have any comments or questions for us, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash pod or an email at shenanticspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to join the discussion, head over to our website at shenantics.rocks slash about, and there's an invite link to the Discord server, there's tons of other Shenantics fanatics hanging out there every week talking about all the cool stuff that happened in this episode or the past episodes. If they are behind or just catching up or taking a little deep dive in history lane, um, they kind of head back on over there and then talk about it with everyone else. Uh, just want to give you guys a little bit of an idea. Uh, I sometimes get messages about things that happen in Shenantics. Um, I have this last week i had some people messaging me worried that something happened to us because we didn't release an episode on time um maybe possibly theoretically no we didn't yeah i know yeah um and i also have a very good friend of mine who works at a 
dentist's office. And so she may have gotten to the episode about me and Skinky talking about our brushing habits. And I literally might have gotten an earful through Discord. So uh, it was it was fun. It was oh fun. shit! Whoops. Yeah, I am. I am um, now. Might be flying out to a different state to get my annual dental checkup. Um, but yeah, so it was, yeah, like I said, shenanigans. Go chat with all the other people about it. It is fun. It is good stuff. And if you guys are new to it, go back and listen to some previous episodes. There's some really good. There's some good gems back there. So oh, there's I, some great gems. Yeah, if I do say so myself. But uh, Skanky, where can they find you on the internet? Thank you for having me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky, S-K-X-N-K-Y, and on Twitter at iSkanky, I-S-K-A-N-K-Y, and mcole, where can they find you? I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mcole underscore M-C-U-L with the underscore symbol and same username on Twitter, twitter.com slash mcole underscore skanky. So good talking to you again this week. Great talking with you too, but I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yes, goodbye. Goodbye.